Welcome in, one and all. Good to have you on board. The Bill Michael Show, continuing on. Enjoying this day, this Wednesday hump day, here in the program. Glad to have you here. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Should you choose to give us a phone call, we certainly would appreciate it, as always. Always great to hear from everybody. Good stuff. Um, we got a little bit to get to, a lot to get to, uh, you name it. Um, so I want to I want to try to get to everybody because there's been a lot of people that have been chiming in today. Chris uh, writes, uh, hey, Bill. Uh, I think that all the hype over David Bakhtiari and the knee is probably more people that want to get rid of Bakhtiari because he's a friend of Aaron Rodgers. Thoughts? Wrong. Don't mean to be a jerk, but no, that's not it. I think what people are looking at is, first of all, there's the pessimist. They're liars. He's really hurt, and they're not telling us. Okay, there's that. Uh, Others that say that they don't want to pay the salary for a guy that's banged up. They'd like to get rid of him. Okay. Uh, which you're still going to pay. I mean, if he got hurt, he got hurt. And, you know, whether he's, you know, practicing in Green Bay or practicing somewhere else, whatever. I mean, if he's injured, he's injured. He's still going to get paid. Uh, but nobody wants to believe. And, and, again, look, me, I, I'm i the one that labeled the Packers organization Red China. They don't let information out about anything. So I, I'm I'm all over that. But I think in this particular case, it's just they just don't. They want to preserve them. I think that's just it. I don't think there's any more to it than that. So I am um, not overly concerned about David Bakhtiari and the knee right now. If there was an issue to where he had, say, a little bit of a noticeable limp at camp, okay, or if he came in and said, well, I don't know. You know, I don't know. I don't know what's going to go on, and I don't know how I'm going to feel, and it's day-to-day or, you know, any of that, I'd probably have concern. He's never said any of that. He's never talked about the, the knee getting drained. He's never talked about inflammation, fluid, problems, soreness, anything. It's just been, we're taking it easy. I don't need the reps. He's right. He doesn't need the reps. And when he played last year, as you know, Brian Gudikins has stated over and over again, he played like David Bakhtiari. He, it wasn't like he was out there you know, as a dancing bear on skates and couldn't support himself. He was fine. So I think they just want to make sure that he's fine. And you've got a young quarterback who is going to need a really good offensive line in front of him, and they are just what doing what the Packers do. This is nothing that they haven't done before. They have always mixed and matched guys. They're trying to find, one, the best five to put out there. Two, they're just trying to just – they're playing the what-if game. What if Bakhtiari goes – what if Elton Jenkins goes down? What if Josh Myers just starts getting his ass handed to him? You're, or maybe – there's a guy like Zach Tom who is really not a tackle, but he's just he, he's so good he needs to play. So you're trying to figure out where you can put him. I, I mean, there's so many different scenarios there. I don't necessarily worry specifically about David Bakhtiari. Just saying. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. You got something to say, bring it. I uh, would love to hear from you. In the meantime, the hoodie. The hoodie. Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick's in town, and uh, he uh, was talking that uh, you know um, that he's excited and such, and in the Bill Belichickian way, I guess is the best way to put it, in the Bill Belichickian way, and uh, basically said that uh, you know we are we are on to Green Bay. Here's what he had to say. 
try to keep uh, you know knocking out a few things here, training camp, and then uh, you know, Green Bay this week. So looking forward to that trip and good work with uh, Matt and his staff, and uh, yeah, look forward to being in Wisconsin. Bill, you've done them for several years now. What, what what do you like about the joint practices most? Yeah, well, we get to look at you know somebody else, different players, different scheme, and um, learn from that. Bill, man, what made uh, working with Coastal Four and the Packers specifically an appealing opportunity? Yeah, it just worked out that way. There you go, Bill Belichick, in his incredibly dynamic, dynamic voice. Uh, you know, there are new apps out. Uh, you can buy an app now uh, and download it, and there's apps for. Uh, in, in you know, kind of giving you brain stimulation, and there's apps to make you think. There's apps to give you energy, and then there's apps to, um, you know, let you rest and make you sleep easier. And there's white noise and green noise and red noise. And uh, if if you ever just, um, you know, wanna wanna drift off into nowhere, you can do nothing worse than just listen to Bill Belichick talk, and you. <laughs> And that's it. And you're out. So there should be a Bill Belichick app, you know, and Bill should like read a story. That would be the best is like he's reading you Jack and a Beanstalk. You know, once there was a, a Beanstalk and we were we were on to the Beanstalk and the Beanstalk began to grow. There was a giant up there. You know, he started kicking some ass, had a golden goose and, you know, that Jack guy and stole some stuff, and which I really didn't appreciate. But, you know, and the next thing you know, you're like, what happened at the end? That's it. <laughs> that was pretty good. That's it. You're a Caliendo light. Yeah, that was, uh, that's Bill Belichick, man. Uh, can you imagine? Uh, now, Bill Belichick, have you ever seen Bill Belichick's wife, by the way? I have not. Uh, Google her on real it. quick. Go, just go Bill Belichick's wife. Google her. And then tell me what your impression is. Hmm. Amanda Belichick? Mm-hmm. Well, that's a good-looking couple, Bill. I'd say maybe one half of the couple's doing more of the, the heavy lifting in the looks department, but but a good couple, you know. Yes. Nonetheless. Um, so you've got, uh, you know, the Bill Belichick wife. Uh, now, which one is it? Which one are you looking up? I think this is, this one looks more, is there more than one? I think he's had, which one are you looking at? What, what is her name? Debbie Clark Belichick. Okay, yes. Debbie Clark Belichick. Okay. Because I think he's only had one, but I'm, I had to be sure. So uh, if you look at Debbie and you look at, uh, you know, her qualities, we'll say, a uh, rather attractive woman. I can only imagine what it was like on the day that they exchanged vows. Now, there's a picture. Now, it's not like she's a 20-something and, you know, smoking rock. But, you know, there's a couple of pictures of her and some pretty tight dresses. And and the, the assets are abounding. Uh, can you imagine going, oh, God, you know, I, I, Debbie Clark, take you, Bill. Oh, and she's weeping. And Bill's like, yeah, uh, I, I, Bill. Thank you, Debbie. Uh, be my lawfully, what do I? You may kiss the bride. Oh, okay. There you go. Uh, I'm going to go back at it and, uh I got to practice later on today. We're on to the honeymoon. Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Uh, can you imagine that? Can you imagine the honeymoon? <laughs> I, just, I can't imagine it was a very uh, theatrical, emotional wedding. I bet it was right? pretty straightforward. Right? Can you imagine the honeymoon? Uh, the consummation of the marriage? Are you there? Are you there? I'm there. Are you there? 
I'm there. Oh, God. Oh. I'm there. There we go. Okay. Where's the towel? Where's the towel? <laughs> Call room service. Have them send up some more towels. Maybe a sandwich. Oh, my God. That was, That's the best. Oh, God. Oh, my good. Good God. Uh, yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, okay, here's the next question. Who does a better press conference, Craig Counselor or Bill Belichick? Well, Craig's got the, you know, the... Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It's like, Jesus Christ. He, there's just so much moaning and, and grunt. Yeah. It sounds like he's stretching right before he gives yeah. an answer. No, I always picture Craig uh, in the dugout going, God, ninth inning. Oh, man, I got to drop one. Oof. Oof. Man, how I got to do this press conference. And, you know, Craig, you know, so what happened, uh, you know, to Miley there in the fifth? Oh, God. And he's he's not, like, anguishing over the moment. He's like, dude, I, I got a Herculean deuce hanging here, and I got to <laughs> I gotta go. Oh, my God. There you go. <laughs> oh, holy mackerel. Okay, so enough of that. But uh, that's, that's you know, the, the ever-electric Bill Belichick and quick rendition of Craig Council. And I love Craig. I, I really do because I, I like he, – he's not always going to throw his guys under the bus, but he gives you a little bit of honesty. And, you know, and a lot of the questions are very obvious. And he's like uh, – I'm sure he's going like well, – what do you want me to say? You just answered your own question, you know? Yeah. I, I like how he simplifies baseball a lot in his press conferences. And I try to repeat that on my show because they play 162 games. And, you know, I remember earlier this year that loss to the Twins, for example, when Devin Williams blew a save. Council basically mm -hmm. came into the, the clubhouse and said, it happens. It doesn't happen often, right. but every once in a while, Devin Williams is going to give up a run. What do you want from me? And then when they have a really good day. He'll say the same thing. He'll be like, yeah, we were just hitting the ball today. Sometimes it's, it's simple. Yeah. Sometimes it happens. Like, he'll downplay the wins. He'll downplay the losses. I, I think Craig Council, although he's sometimes boring, it's a good reminder to baseball fans that, you know, there's 162 games. They can't win them all. Sometimes it just doesn't go your way. Right. Uh, so, anyway, <laughs> I agree. He, he's just very um, – he's just very – He's very dry in doing it. Oh, by the way, Debbie Clark was married to Bill Belichick from 77 through 2006. And she is the ex-wife. He is currently dating Linda Holiday. Linda Holiday. I don't, I don't know who that is. How does he have time to date? I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Grinding film, watching the All-22. He's fishing down in Jupiter, Florida in the offseason. Bill Belichick yeah, is busier the, than I the, am. The Linda Holiday pictures are the ones that are the most current when you say Bill Belichick's wife. So that I'm still talking about the same girl. was just using the wrong name because I'm just looking at some of these pictures. And, yeah, they're... Uh, boy, I tell you what, there's a picture of Bill Belichick and his uh, Linda Holiday. Uh, they did a cycling event. On a uh, together on a tandem bike and then separately on individual bikes, and Bill, <laughs> you look at her in this picture and she's in bike pants and she's 
strong and hot and beautiful, and you look at Bill, and you look like, dude, forgot to collect my garbage this morning. He just, oh, my God. He's just he's just this frumpy dude, man. That's it. <laughs> Somebody sent me the picture and said, look at this. And she's, like I said, in the spandex, spandex top, spandex bottoms, you know, in the bike shoes. She's got the makeup done. She's got the helmet on, the blonde hair. She's looking good, beautiful eyes, smiling. And there's Bill looking like he just woke up, threw on like a 4X oversized shirt. He's got some pants. Just are big and baggy, this big ass. Just. All right, let's. Get this over with, I guess. We'll climb on the bike. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, okay. How many laps we got to do here? Oh, yeah. You pedaling back people. there? Am I doing all the work up here? Oh, God, I think I pinched my sack when I sat on a bike. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Banana seat. Holy mackerel. All right, we're going <laughs> to take a quick break. We got buy or sell when we come back. <laughs> Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after this. There we go. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Got to say thanks to our friends at Road, Track, and Trail. They are the world, not just here in our own backyard, but the world's biggest dealer when it comes to uh, power sports, uh, motorcycles specifically. And they carry all brands, all types, and they have ATVs, UTVs, and a ton of uh, snowmobiles as well, if you're getting ready for that season. And they're right here in our own backyard, right in Big Bend, Wisconsin. So if you have uh, not checked them out, if you're looking for maybe a sled for the, for the wintertime, maybe a great deal on a motorcycle coming to the end of the season... Right now for the summertime, RoadTrackAndTrail.com. That is RoadTrackAndTrail.com. And we got to say thanks to them because they provided us with the, uh, the Can-Am UTV that uh, we used at Road America, out in Sturgis and such, to get the equipment for the show back and forth. So thanks so much to them. Uh, Nick and the staff down there, great job. But I'm telling you, they are a ter- tremendous, tremendous place. If you've never gone online and looked at their, you know, everything they have to offer in the showroom, uh, man, they got a lot. They got a ton of stuff down there. Uh, it is time now for the ever-coveted and popular buy or sell. Grant, let's do this. All right, Bill, got a couple Packers questions today. I figured we'd spare listeners Brewers conversation after last night. Kind of a gross game. Two hits, right. especially if you stayed up until midnight to watch it. So why don't we start with a softball? This one should be pretty easy for you, I think. Buy or sell. Jordan Love told the media yesterday he needs to keep feeding rookie tight end Luke Musgrave. Said uh, he's going to be a really good player, can do a lot of things after the catch. Luke Musgrave, remember, joins the Packers in a rookie class that also featured Tucker Craft and Jaden Reed. Bill, buy or sell. Musgrave will make the biggest impact of the three day two pass catchers that the Packers selected back in April. I am buying it. And uh, the reason being is, is you've already seen, if you haven't watched uh, any camp yet, but you've already seen Luke Musgrave and some of the ability that he has. And just watching him, 
in the game against Cincinnati. His speed at his size. Uh, look, I don't want to draw comparisons, and I hate that kind of stuff. But my God, if he ends up being a Kittle or Kelsey type of player, holy mackerel! He he's 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 got all the ability. Uh, I don't want to oversell it. He can remind you a little bit of a like a, a Jermichael Finley, tall, speed, strong. You know, almost a tweener receiver. Um, he's exciting. He, he's really exciting, uh, and you hope that he can. You hope that he can do it. But man, I, I would buy that in a heartbeat. Yeah. As far as the ceiling goes, he might have. When you look now, Christian Watson has a really high ceiling because of his speed. Mm-hmm. Romeo Dobbs is good, but the ceiling is not as high. Same with Jaden Reed. But when you talk about Musgrave, his ceiling, I would say, is as high as Christian Watson. And because he's got speed, he's got long arms, big hands, strong. Man, I, 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 I hope he turn. I hope all of his ability is fulfilled. Because if it is, then he could be better than a guy like Jermichael Finley was. And Jermichael Finley, it's a shame he never fully kind of uh, developed because just when he started to get really good, the last couple of years that he bought into what Aaron Rodgers and, and Mike McCarthy and such were selling, then he ended up getting hurt with the neck injury and never played again. I think Musgrave can go well beyond that. So I'm looking forward to that. Absolutely. I'm buying it. I would tend to agree. I think an easy one also is because Luke Musgrave is the guy at the tight end position, whereas Jaden Reed is coming in. Well, Watson and Dubs, they're already there. So Luke Musgrave, it's his position if he can just simply be uh, good enough, at least as a rookie, to get snaps and to be that guy. And he's so fast. You're right. By yourself. All right, let's talk about the NFC North. Many pundits say that the division is weak, built wide open, and anybody could win it. And there may not be an elite team or a heavy favorite in this division, but, Bill, I also don't think there is an awful team. You can't get two free wins against Detroit or against Chicago this season like in years mm-hmm. past. So, Bill, buy or sell, the NFC North is actually getting underrated as a division going into this season. Um, let's, let, let's look at it overall, okay? So we can rate the eight divisions. Think about that. Rate the eight divisions. Okay. Are they as good as the NFC East? Buffalo, Miami, New England, and New York. New. No. AFC North. Baltimore, Cincinnati, Cleveland, and Pittsburgh. No, because two, two of those teams are possible Super Bowl teams. The AFC South, Houston, Indianapolis, Jacksonville, Tennessee. That they're, they're better than that. I think between Detroit being better, Minnesota still being good, yeah, I think they're better than the AFC South. The AFC West, led by Kansas City, the reigning Super Bowl champions, no. So they're better than the AFC South. Better than the NFC East, Dallas, Giants, Philadelphia, Washington, no. Better than the NFC South, Atlanta, Carolina, New Orleans, and Tampa Bay? I'll go with that. I'll go with that. They're better than the NFC South. NFC West, Arizona sucks. The Rams, nah, I don't think they're that good. Seattle on the come, San Francisco. I think they're maybe on par with with the NFC West. So they're not the weakest because they're better than the NFC South and the NFC South. They're on par with the West, but they're, as a division, they're worse off than the East 
northwest of the AFC. So, and worse off than the NFC East. So they're what, the fifth out of eight? I'd rank them probably fifth. And yeah. overall in football. Well, and, so I, and they, they don't have that one scary now. team, you know. No. They, they don't have that one team. The Eagles or the Niners or, or the, the Chiefs, they don't even have that one single right. scary team. Right. But if you look at the NFC West, I mean, unless the Rams have some kind of incredible resurgence, they're, they're not much better. San Francisco's incredibly good, but they don't really have that staunch quarterback. Seattle? Don't know what to make of Seattle. Is Geno Smith going to have another year or not? We'll wait and see. Then it, you can put the NFC West maybe better than the NFC North. Uh, and the Cardinals stink on ice. So, And they're better than the South uh, of both the AFC and the NFC. So I'd put them at probably fifth in the overall divisional category in football. So are they the weakest? No. But they're, they're one of the bottom three, we'll say. All right. Just a little perspective, division by division. Yeah. I like that. All right. We can play with that. Buy or sell. All right. Let's talk kickers. Packers kicker Anders Carlson has struggled throughout camp, especially with extra points. Uh, he made a couple of kicks in a row today before he had a, a really bizarre miss. I guess he came up short on a 40-yarder. I was looking at some tweets from our friend Andy Herman. Mason Crosby remains unsigned. So, Bill, buy or sell. With this being a rebuilding year for our Packers... Anders Carlson should be allowed to learn and develop and should keep his job all year, even if it costs the team a win or two. Okay, that's that's a question of the way you worded it. Should he be allowed? No. Okay. No, he should. I, he shouldn't be allowed. Will he be allowed? Yes. Now, think of this because he's got an incredibly big leg. What if they're pretty deep, they've, you know, he's struggling, but they don't want to get rid of that big leg. Could you see them then bringing Mason Crosby back to be the kicker while Anders Carlson kind of learns it and still is the big leg from 50 and beyond for field goals and kickoffs? Hmm. I don't know. Think of that. I don't think, I don't think Crosby's think coming do. back. I, I've just I've read and heard from enough Packers people who are there every day that that's not yeah. in the cards. That's not in the cards. I agree with you. Could it happen? Sure, it could if he really starts to tank. But uh, you know, I mean, uh, he's got uh, you know Mason Crosby's got an affinity for Colorado. He could end up in Denver. I thought for sure maybe they might take him down in Dallas. Never did. So my assumption is it would be Green Bay or bust. And at this point in time, I kind of get the sense that it's bust. It's, you know, Mason is now in retirement, although I'm sure he's probably keeping his leg pretty strong. But I just, I, I don't I don't see that. Moved see his that family to Tennessee. They don't live in Green Bay anymore. Yeah. I don't know. He's still got something in that leg. We'll see. He's got to be worth something to, to one team or another. All right, one more. Buy or sell. You might not really have an opinion on this. I'm kind of trolling. But you mentioned the blind side earlier movie about yes. Michael Orr and the Tuies. Tim McGraw in that film starred as Sean Tuie. Now, Tim McGraw has also starred in Friday Night Lights, in Flicka, which is a movie I forgot about, and the Yellowstone spinoff, 1883, which is very good if you haven't seen it. Tim McGraw is well known for selling millions of records worldwide, but Bill, buy or sell, Tim McGraw does not give enough credit for his acting chops. 
Uh, do you know my story with Tim McGraw? No. I, oh, I I'm glad him. you have a story. I hate him. Oh, really? I hate him. Yeah. I think he's the biggest jackass, one of the biggest jackasses I've ever met in my life. Really? Yeah. Uh, I was doing country radio, and he had come out with the song Don't Take the Girl oh. back in the 90s. Classic. It was huge. Mm-hmm. And he had had, uh, you know, a, a number of, a string of hits. He was, he was, this is before he met Faith Hill. And so being one of the, the jocks at a country station at the time, uh, I was the one that was designated to take our listeners backstage to do the meet and greet. So I walked backstage. Uh, they said, okay, Mr. McGraw, you know, should be ready here in a minute. Standing outside the door, Tim McGraw is sitting on a couch in, like, the dressing room. It's uh, at the Cincinnati Gardens, which is, I don't even know if it's there anymore. But it was an old, old building. And Tim McGraw is drunk as hell. I mean, hammer drunk before the concert. I said, you know, hey, it's it's great to meet you. Do I know you? And I put my hand out to shake his hand. And I said, no. I said, I'm, you know, with Y96. You know, we're bringing some fans backstage to meet you for the meet and greet. You know, great to see you. Then what the F do I want to shake your hand for? Oh. I said, okay. I said, well, these are your fans. I just wanted to bring them back. Uh, and I just walked out. And he was drunk. He forgot the words. He sang the first verse twice to Don't Take the Girl. People started booing him because he was clearly hammered. Total jag. And uh, what kills me is is because I we had a, a, a concert. Uh, Laurie White, it, we called it a White Christmas. Uh, we had it at Music Hall later that year. And she had put out a song, and I, I think it's called That's My Baby. And she was actually the headliner. And Faith Hill was the warm-up act. Faith Hill had just come out with her first album. And so I was the one that was in charge of getting... And this was like Christmas Eve, I think. So I was in charge of getting down to Music Hall early and putting all the banners for the radio station all over Music Hall. And the uh, Laurie White's bus had not arrived yet, but there was another bus out back. And I couldn't get into Music Hall. I, I was, I'm really big on being early. So I try to get everywhere I go really early. Like when I go to Packers games for a noon game, I'm there at like 8 a.m. I'm, I'm alone in the press box. I'm doing my work, but I'm there. I'm, I'm there. I'm set up. I'm ready to go. And I just wait for the game, and I do, do a lot of work. So I get there really early, and, it, and they had not had any security uh, open up the doors to Music Hall yet. And so I walked around back. It's cold. I walked around back, and there's this bus driver that opens the door and says, hey, you know, you, you, are you with the radio station? Because I had, you know, all the banners. So, yeah, I am. He, he said, you know, well, if you want to wait in here and keep warm, feel free. And I walked on the bus, and at this table, alone by herself, is Faith Hill eating dinner. It's her Christmas dinner. And she's going to eat this before she goes to do the stage because then she's traveling the next day. And she's not going to be at home with her family. I got to eat this Christmas dinner with Faith Hill, who what? was the most, who was the most beautiful, sweetest girl that you'd ever want to talk to, and as kind as kind gets. So the fact that she ended up marrying this idiot to this day still astounds me. But when it comes to the acting prowess of Tim McGraw, I every time I see him, I can't see, I can't help but see this drunk, ready to throw up on his own wife beater T-shirt, 
jackass going, then what do I need to shake your hand for? Uh, it just, and all I wanted to say was, I like your dad, Tug, a lot better. You sure. know, because even Tug McGraw was a jag as a, as a relief pitcher. But, man, I, just Tim McGraw is such an ass. I, I couldn't dislike him anymore if I had to. Damn. Wow. I'm glad I asked. I didn't know all that was in there. I didn't know you once ate a Christmas Eve dinner with Faith Hill. I was a big was, Faith was Hill a, household growing up. Thing. Oh, God. It was, a, it was the coolest thing. She had these uh, it was pieces of turkey, but it was this, like, turkey loaf thing. And mashed potatoes, and, and she had cornbread and some other things that uh, they had picked up for her along the way. And she was by herself. I was stunned. It was It was just her. And, like, the band, I guess, was on its way or something, but it was just her, and they were just sitting there waiting for the doors to open so she, she could get inside. That, that was, it, was, it was the weirdest thing, the most surreal thing. And I thought, well, she's – I'm like, well, maybe she'll make it big. We'll see. But you talk to her, and you can kind of tell she's got something. She's got a certain pizzazz. But Lori White was the big hit at the time. I mean, now she was, she was getting really big and getting a lot of play on, on top country radio. And uh, so Lori White was the headliner, and she had one song. Faith Hill had just come out with her first album, and, like, all of a sudden, boom, 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 three or four songs off that album started to rise. And you went, wait a minute. Uh, she might, you know, she might be the one. And it turns out, obviously, you know, hindsight being what it is, she was. But, yeah, that was uh, – that that that's my Tim McGraw, Faith Hill story. And to this day, I cannot figure out what she sees in Tim McGraw. Just, I can't. I well, maybe, maybe he grew up a little bit over the years. I guess you never know. Well – I, apparently she got him to stop drinking, or at least to cut way back. I, mm-hmm. That I do remember. There was a big story about that in one of the you know tabloid things. But but yeah, he was an absolute drooling mess. And when he sang the the words to the same words, the first verse over and over again to "Don't take the girl," and the fans started to boo, I just smiled and loved it. <laughs> I mean, I knew it wasn't great for our station and our listeners, but I just smiled and loved it. I just thought, well, that's the do. bummer. Is you know you probably weren't dying to meet. Tim McGraw. It's not like you needed no. to shake his hand. You had these these listeners and these fans who had won these tickets and passes, and they're fired up. This is an awesome moment for them, and that must have sucked. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's a bummer. Yeah, well, Tim McGraw was uh, he he was he was a, a he just thought he was God's gift, and he looked like a bit of a creeper sitting back there in his in his cowboy hat tilted down over his eyes and looking. You know, he had a bottle of whiskey next to him. And he just looked like he was going to barf on himself. So I just I wanted to be out of the splash zone. So I left. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. we got a lot more to get to this point at the end of the program. Brought to you by our great friends over at Point Brewing. Whether it's the Loggers or Cider Boys, whatever it happens to be, they are based in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. That is the point. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Show. Hey, coming up tonight, uh, downtown Milwaukee, if you're uh, looking to do something, going to be heading out. It's going to be a beautiful night. Head out on the Riverwalk in the uh, Northern Lights event venue. Right down there uh, next to the uh, Screaming Tuna. It's right on the Riverwalk in the bend down there in the Milwaukee River uh, in the Third Ward area, you know, Walker's Point area. It's right there on the river. 
but right next to the Screaming Tuna, northernlightseventvenue.com. They've got music on the patio tonight. The bar is open. The garage doors are open. Everything wide open down there, and it's going to be picture perfect. So if you want to sit down there and enjoy some music, listen to the acoustic jams, watch the boats go by, oh, it's, it's going to be such a cool night for that. And the Brewers don't play till late, so you don't have to worry about missing any of the game. Go down, listen to some music, enjoy your night, and then head back home or wherever after the fact. And they have huge screens inside the Northern Lights event venue as well, but go to northernlightseventvenue.com. For dinners, weddings, photo shoots, business events, they've got it all. Again, northernlightseventvenue.com. By the way, a follow-up um, a follow-up to the uh, story of uh, the Faith Hill thing. Uh, I did, somebody, uh, somebody, Michael, had asked me if I'd ran into her at all after this. And I did, but I ran into her at uh, Lambeau Field. And she and her husband, Tim McGraw, say that very angrily, uh, they're friends of Brett Favre's. So I, they would every now and then, you know, uh, when Brian Noble and I were doing the postgame show for the Packers Radio Network, uh, we would go down and, you know, check with Irv every now and then at halftime because uh, Irv Favre would join us uh, on the postgame show. And there was one, well, more than a couple times because they're pretty good friends, but there was one time specific that Irv was out in the hallway. Irv had his Budweiser. And he's standing in the hallway, and he's watching the game on this little you know, above the, you know, hanging them from the ceiling type of thing, type of TV. We're like, Irv, what are you doing? Why are you in well, I don't got time for that crap. Because Irv was a coach, man. He just wanted to watch the game. He wasn't into the pomp and circumstance. Because you could, be, you could have Richard Petty in there, Tim McGraw in there. I mean, you'd have just a number of people that Brett knew. And they would come into the suite. And then, then it was like this hoi polloi entertainment thing you know they weren't there to watch they were there to be a part of the atmosphere of the game but they weren't really there just to sit there and pay attention to every play of the game and Irv was a Irv was Brett's dad but he was a football coach too he watched it man he analyzed the hell out of it and we walked down and Irv's like I ain't got time for that blankety blank stuff I don't give a damn and nice people and all but you know I just won't watch a damn game you know that was Irv and I said, well, who's in there? And he said, ah, go in there to, to say hello. And there was Faith Hill and Tim McGraw. And Tim McGraw didn't recognize me. That's that's for sure. Uh, Faith Hill kind of gave me that look like, I think I know you from somewhere. But And then I said, you know, hey, you know who I am and blah, blah, blah. And she went, oh, I, I remember that. I remember that. So that was kind of cool. I, at least there was that. But, uh, but yeah, it would. They, uh, that's when I would see them was in the Favre suite at Lambeau. I have not seen her since. Uh, and I certainly didn't see her after she became the leather-clad Faith Hill in the introduction to Sunday Night Football. That's for damn sure. So Better than Carrie Underwood, by the way. No shade against Carrie Underwood, but Faith Hill was the original. Oh, oh Owned Faith it. Hill. Just, oh, yeah. Carrie Underwood, she can still be smoking, but there was something about Faith Hill that just, you know. Yeah, she would make a priest kick out a stained glass window. Yeah, uh, something about that. Anyway, um, before we go too deep down a rabbit hole we can't climb out of, uh, Darnell Savage Jr. Uh, talking about the Patriots uh, coming to town for a couple of joint practices and game two of the preseason. He said, look, this is a big, important week of camp if you're going to make a roster. Uh, I mean, it's, it's always you don't want to really, like, specify any specific date or week. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of all throughout camp, even leading up to this point, you know, so um, – I think everybody in here is, is is 
just enjoying the, the process of, of just preseason in general. You know, we're just working together each and every day, working to this iron sharp as iron kind of mentality. I think it's going to help everybody, regardless of if they're here or somewhere else. So, so did the trip to Cincinnati, the joint practices, the preseason game, that being there like that in the hotel for numerous days with the guys, did that bring the bonding, so to speak, of the Packers locker room together? Yeah, absolutely. Um, joint practices are definitely fun. They're a different experience. Um, pretty enjoyable for the most part uh there's always you know a little bit of disagreements out there but that's gonna happen it's football so um i definitely think joint practices are like beneficial and stuff like that but um you know like i said it's in everything just camping this totality i feel like it's all important so so you know he's kind of the veteran (laughs) you believe it or not for a guy that was somewhat in the doghouse last year uh, he's the he's the veteran guy. So does he is he now the guy that uh, the other three, four, five safeties all look to that he has to kind of teach and coach up, all vying for the roster spot right now next to him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got to, and I, I I love being able to do that. You know, um, it's kind of a different feeling when you know, you know, those guys are looking to you and counting on you to to get them lined up or to to help them with certain calls and stuff like that. So uh, I'm excited for the opportunity. Who helped you? That first year? <laughs> Thirty-one. Adrian did, yeah, 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 absolutely. Adrian Amos was that guy uh, who is no longer with the Packers, obviously. Uh, Meanwhile, Christian Watson, he talked about what it's like, you know, when you're standing there on the sidelines in Hudson Center, you look over and there's Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL. Uh, You know, I mean, it's cool. I mean, just to have him here, especially for, you know, the event that's taking place, you know, having the draft um, here is going to be super exciting, super cool for all of us. So um, it's it's definitely exciting seeing them around here and just knowing that, um, you know, we're having an event like that in Green Bay is going to be cool. So, you know, his reaction to the event of the draft coming to Green Bay, he said, uh, you know, as he said, it's pretty cool, but he expounded upon it. Uh, I think it'll be super. Like I said, I think I think it'll be super cool. Uh, it'll be a fun experience. I'll have to check it out for sure. I know it's gonna uh, it's gonna make it tough getting around Green Bay because I mean, you know, Sundays are bad enough, and I know we're gonna have even more people come in here. So it's, it's gonna be busy in Green Bay during that time. But I'm excited for it. So uh, you get out of Cincinnati, you get back, you got a Sunday practice, Monday practice, you get an off day on Tuesday, you get ready for today's practice with the new with the New England Patriots. So. What was, how was Sunday and Monday after the game on uh, on Friday night, how were those practices and those sessions getting ready for today? Oh, it was good. I think there was a lot of energy out there. I think, that, you know, the past two days we've had a lot of energy out there. Uh, if we can carry over, you know, that energy and that momentum into, into the Patriots and, and even just our, our momentum from last last week going against the Bengals, uh, I, think we'll, I think we're in a good place. We just got to keep on growing and keep on getting better every day. Got to keep getting better every day. There you go. Christian Watson, Darnell Savage Jr. inside the locker room. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to wrap things up. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael show uh, yet to go. So, by the way, uh, Will says, where's Noble now? Uh, the guy I used to to uh, do the postgame show with, Brian Noble, former linebacker for the Green Bay Packers. He lives in uh, Henderson, Nevada. He's just south of Las Vegas. I'll see uh, Brian when we go out there for the Super Bowl this year. But uh, that's where he lives. He was a uh, coach in high school football out there as well. And uh, he's he's doing pretty good. It's not always great. He's always had the back issues and the knee issues. And physicality-wise, it hasn't always been easy. But he still loves, uh, you know, doing the hunting and the fishing and all the things that he enjoyed here in Green Bay when when he was with the with the Packers and living in the area. So, so I, I'm lo- really looking for. I haven't seen him in a while. So I'm really looking forward to seeing Brian when we get out in that direction. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Quick Trip. 
And God knows when I was cruising home last night and it was getting late and I needed something, I stopped in, grabbed a Red Bull, grabbed one of those little uh, those little those little pizza burritos are awesome. I don't know if people eat those, try those, but I, I love those things. Tastes like a pepperoni pizza, but wrapped up in a in a wrap. And grabbed one of those last night, munched on that a little bit on the way home. Uh, there's just so much good. You know, right now they're giving away a Camaro and 35000 in cash. Use your quick rewards card. Bananas are on sale, 28 cents a pound. You know, yeah, use your quick rewards card. I mean, there's just so much that they offer and uh, so much that we need on the daily. And we don't want to run into the giant box stores to get it. So it makes it convenient. Uh, and they can't stop the gas prices from going up, but they can sure as hell make your visit to a gas station so much better. And God knows they've been recognized for it as the best in the country. And they're based right here in our own backyard, La Crosse, Wisconsin. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show a couple minutes to go on the program grant did you uh hear anything on your end by any chance did i hear anything no was there a, a ruckus in the yeah. studio at your place no it was seamless then i guess uh yes <laughs> i did something incredibly stupid what'd you do so um it, here in the studio uh you haven't been to the house since the stu- new studio was built right no, you showed me last time so, I was there where it was going to go, but I haven't seen it. Okay. So the um, uh, across from me, uh, I've got uh, the big screen, and it keeps me, you know, occupied with uh, Sports Center or, you know, Good Morning Football, whatever it happens to be. So I'm, I'm watching. I've had a problem with my cable box, and I don't get any sound out of it. So I was trying to watch something, and I thought, you know what, I'll just, I've, I've done everything that they told me to do, unplug it, you know, reboot it, the whole thing. So I thought, you know what, i got to get out of here today anyway. I'll run past the uh, Spectrum store, and I'll just get it replaced. I'll just get a new box. So like a dummy, I went over there and unplugged it, and not realizing that's also attached to the entire tower that runs the Internet, <laughs> which runs the show. So I, I unplugged it, I'm wrapping it up, and I went, I don't hear the show anymore. Because usually in my, my headsets and the little speakers that I have here in the house, it always lets me know how much time left, you know, if I'm walking room to room or doing whatever, or if I go grab something to drink or something during the show, it lets me know how much time I have. And I, you kind of got a mental clock after doing this for so many years. You get a mental clock. And I, I stood up and I went, I don't hear it. And I realized I had unplugged everything. So within a matter of 30 seconds, the backup must have kicked in. And next thing you know, I hear the show, and I'm thinking, this was seamless. This Nobody knew that I'm just over here yanking wires and being a moron and everything. So You're a professional. Although everybody, underst- yeah, everybody understands I'm a moron. I, I, don't, I don't shy away from that too often. All right, uh, we're back at it again tomorrow. Packers are back at it again tomorrow. Brewers coming up later on tonight. Hopefully they get a win in L.A., knocking off the Dodgers. They need one get back into the winning ways and uh, for grant bills i'm bill michaels time for us to get out of here until we talk again have a going